A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm so excited for this episode. Do you know people in your life who you haven't seen in a while, but you know you can just see them or be with them, and you know that you are just going to be in a great space? Even if they're not in a great space, you know you're going to be in a great space because they're an incredible person. Well, on today's episode, I have such a special guest for those of you who saw me on a show years ago called My Diet is Better Than Yours. I met an incredible woman, Jennifer Cassetta. And, you know, years later, here we are. She is going to come on the show and talk about many things. So for women out there, and I know that there are a lot of women listeners to my show, and I appreciate you just coming every time. This woman is so empowering. I just know that after this episode, you're just going to feel really great. You're going to feel protected. You're going to feel... Like you're able to really create that force field around yourself to be what I like to say, like your own Wonder Woman, because my son wears his Wonder Woman costume all the time. So anyway, get ready to trust and believe literally in the power of, you know, kind of creating yourself as a superhero with my girl, Jennifer Cassetta. What's up? Better than Oprah. Come on, y'all. This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Jennifer, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to have you here today. I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy to hear your voice and see you. Kind of in the flesh, and hi everyone out there. So happy, and I and the feelings mutual. Just so you know, like I know, I, I know. Feel I just know. I just like it's one of those things that's a bummer because we have. I think the last time I saw you, we were at your house in in California, and so mm-hmm. you know the pandemic kind of just really. It's so interesting how incredible it is when the ability when things get taken away from you like your ability to travel or you know the fear of even seeing people just kind of like makes you appreciate them even more when you are able to do that so I can't wait until we can connect again in person but speaking of connection I just want you to talk about the ventures you have coming up and how you're going to literally help people connect to themselves a little bit more 
Oh my goodness. Where do I even begin? Um, it has been a really long time since my diet is better than yours. It feels like a different century ago or something, but it, uh, it has been. Yeah. I mean, my, my whole mission, as you know, is to help people, all people, right? All genders. But I really have a passion for working with women, um, feel more strong, more safe, and more powerful from the streets to the boardroom. So that takes on a lot of different iterations and I wear many hats, but essentially most of my time is doing, you know, these art of badassery talks around the country, which I'm getting out more again, which is really fun getting, you know, with live audiences and connecting, so fun. And the other part is really teaching self-defense as well. And I've been doing that virtually for the last two years, which I would have never, ever, ever assumed I would do. But it's cool because I get to reach so many people that I normally wouldn't. I saw on TikTok one day, there was a woman who was talking about boundaries. And she was just saying, you should no longer give people boundaries. You should create the boundary for yourself. So instead of saying, you have to stop there, it's like, I'm going to stop you there. Or I'm not going to allow you into my space if you get there. So putting the onus on yourself and it just really resonated with me and I actually thought about you because I'm just like wow that's really cool when you think of self-defense when you think of protecting your space it's really kind of hand in hand so can you just talk about that for a little bit absolutely it's one of my favorite topics it's a whole chapter in my book um which is about blocking right so in martial arts everything I I speak on and teach I always use martial arts as a metaphor um because it's my background and I think there's just so much wisdom in it, but essentially, you know, we have to learn how to block pretty quickly or else you're going to get punched in the face lots of times, right? Or wind up on the floor. So we know in life, right? In life, the metaphor is the dojo is life. The mat is where we do the work and you're going to have opponents coming at you left and right. Sometimes they're people, sometimes they're insults, sometimes they're assaults, sometimes they're just things or people or places that are sucking your energy from you. And, you know, you don't want that either. So we learn how different styles of blocking. So in martial arts in general, there are like two kind of different styles, hard styles and softer styles. So I use that as a metaphor when teaching boundaries, right? Sometimes we need hard, direct blocks. And sometimes we can use more softer blocks, like even just creating distance or space from that person, place, or thing that's sucking your energy from you. How do you get these women or women or me? Cause you know, I love you. I'll take all your advice. How do you get us to really start to communicate with ourselves first? Because I feel like that's the foundation. You hit the nail on the head. So first you need to know what your boundaries are. So how do you figure those out? Right. Um, there are obvious things like, Oh, well, someone raising their voice at me, you know, at me at work, that that's a boundary, right? But there are so many interactions that we have every day that sometimes the lines could be really blurred. So I just say, think about the last interaction that you've had where you've left that interaction and you feel anything less than powerful, than anything less than badass, anything less than safe, anything less than confident or, you know, joyful. And, and then kind of think about what was it about the interaction that made you feel that way? And 
do you want to keep feeling that way, right? That's where the personal choice comes in. And you have to now say, well, no, I don't want that anymore. In self-defense and in real life, right? I say women and everyone has two options. You can either create distance and space from that thing, or you need to communicate what your boundaries are. So Mm -hmm. is there a step-by-step process to help people get there to want to protect themselves sooner than later? We have it coming up at us from family members who might have, you know, judge us or like we said, social media people or, you know, it could be the neighbor across the street. Do you have like a step by step process to get people to to acknowledge that these things are actually happening and they are and like their feelings are valuable enough to not allow it to continue sooner rather than later, if that makes sense? Yeah. Um And again, this is so subjective for folks. And I always just want to say, like, you have to do what's right for you. Um, No matter what any expert or any author or anybody says, like, people have to choose the types of blocking that they want to use that feels right for them based on, you know, levels of comfort with confrontation. A lot of folks don't feel comfortable confronting or getting into confrontation and that's okay right and that's why in in this chapter in the book i just offer lots of different ways of blocking so people have options people can make choices best for themselves i see so much on social media um you know people just giving advice like you you should do this you do this do this and i just like read these comments sometimes like you cannot step in somebody's shoe, you know, you, I don't think it's okay just to give blanket advice to folks sometimes unless you've walked a mile in their shoes. So the process that I have in the chapter is essentially, like I said, figuring out those, those, um, situations in your life, any relationships in your life, any, um, interactions that you have that don't make you feel good. And those become part of your hell no list, right? Mm. Hell no. I don't want to feel like this anymore. And then I need to make a hell no list. <laughs> you know what? We're, I need to start my hell no list. And my producer's on the other side of the camera somewhere. Alex, we're going to make a hell, hell no list together. We're going to do that. Anyway, sorry, Jen. <laughs> Go ahead. It's okay. Because then you want to actually develop your hell yes list and figure yes. out the things that you want to feel in relation with other people. Like you said, in intimate relationships, personal relationships, friendships, all of it. And and then seek those people out in your life. So it's it's a two-part process and it's a long process. It's a lifelong process of removing the things you don't want and actively seeking out or inviting in the things that you do want. So again, the people, places, and things that make you feel better, that make you feel stronger, more powerful, confident, whatever the things on your hell yes list are. And I got to tell the story and I swear, I hope that my in-laws are not listening to this episode (laughs) they do listen to the podcast so we were at dinner one time (laughs) so we were at dinner last week and um i looked at scott and i winked and he just rolled his eyes because i was he knew i was going to ask a question to get them into it some people think that i'm instigating and i'm not i just am like I'm going to get them to talk about this because I know they need to talk about it. And I wanted to be there when they did talk about it because the conversation started around me. So I asked a question and Scott is like over there just like shaking his head and smiling like you are a mess because he hates confrontation. But, you know, I say all that to say that I have developed over the last 12 years of being with him 
a huge amount of respect for people who don't like confrontation because I was always kind of like, why, you know? And now I understand that, you know, they have a way to process it too. And maybe it taken a little bit longer for them to kind of navigate their way through the turmoil is, is okay. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to tell you that story. Cause I, you know, yeah. I'm like, yes, let's talk about it. Go ahead. And, and as an observer of you and your social media, I think, or what I've seen anyway, and just my opinion, I think you enjoy the confrontation because you enjoy at certain times sticking up for yourself. Right. And, and I think that's really important to show people that we don't have to just sit there and take all of this negativity coming at us when all we're trying to do is be a light in the world, which you totally are. So thank, thank you. I appreciate that because you know what? You just empower me even more because I hear so many times people say, well, I just, you know, just ignore the haters. I'm like, no, bitch. Like, I no, absolutely not. And, you know, I talk about this a lot, but one of the reasons why I do stick up for myself is for the very reason that there are so many people out there that have a hard time sticking up for themselves as a gay black man in an interracial relationship and with kids via surrogacy, all the things that some groups frown upon when you come onto my page and you, you know, diminish my, uh, my humanity because of your religion or because of your, own personal beliefs or you're a moral police there are a bunch of people who follow my page because they want to feel empowered because they do have some of those same struggles or they relate in the same way and they are bullied and teased and so well i know that's one of the reasons why i love you so much it's like because you know we are people that know it's like you have to find a way to stick up for yourself and i want them to have to feel that empowerment it's not that it doesn't not bother me all the time or that i can't mm -hmm. ignore it but i'm not going to and yeah. so, um, thank you for that. All right, let's talk about some, what are some other, oh, well, thank you. You gave me chills earlier. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What are some of your other... Um favorite chapters in a book because I definitely want to get to some other things that you know really you know kind of fire you up if you will <laughs> sure oh my god I I it's a little biased but I love all the chapters in the book. <laughs> no but I love that. but I'll just start with the first chapter the first chapter is white belt so each each chapter in the book represents a belt level, right? Again, the metaphor of martial arts. We all start out as white belts, pure beginners on this journey. We go to the dojo every day. We step onto the mat. We connect our mind, our body, and we prepare for the battle that's ahead, you know? And when we step onto the mat is where we do the work. Again, for you listening, that's your places of work. That's your home life. That's your commute to work. That's your favorite bars and restaurants, right? It's your life. And mm. This is where, again, we're going to be faced with things coming at us. So the first chapter is called Embrace the Suck. Essentially, you know, just knowing that 
sucky things are going to happen, right? No one gets out of this life alive without, you know, a loss, a disappointment, grief, losing someone, financial hardships, right? We're, we're all faced with these things. Just when we think, you know, life is going smoothly, it's like, bam, bam, bam. And that's the journey of a martial artist. You move from one belt level to the next, from white to yellow, da, 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 with the goal of black belt. But before you move from one belt level to the next, you have to go through a really hard test. Mm. And the test is on the mat, and it's but it's not just of your physical, you know, skills. It's mental, your warrior mindset. It's mm. mental, spiritual, and physical. When you embrace the suck, it's like almost a way of like allowing yourselves to accept the things that you cannot change. Is there a chapter that talks about discipline in your book? Not so much discipline, even though that is and I mean, there's another book that comes after this. There'll be so many more lessons. But I yeah. <laughs> I think, I always say, discipline is not a dirty word. And I feel like sometimes in the wellness community, like, oh, you know, just go with the flow and do what you feel. And I'm like, mm, sure. And, like, if you want results, you and need what? to practice some discipline, right? So I'm a big fan of it. But I would say in Blue Belt chapters more about, I talk about self-care in more of a way where it's about energy, elevating your energy. Um, so the the martial arts metaphor is in Eastern philosophy, in martial arts, we learn about things like your chi, your ki, your prana, if you're a yoga practitioner, right? Um, your life force energy that runs through us. And I just think it's interesting that in western civilization here in the states we don't even have a word for that yet acknowledge that it exists but we do have a word for when it runs out and that's called burnout right but we don't even acknowledge that there are whole systems and places in the world where people generate their chi and and really take care of themselves there's a certain culture that we lack in america and i think that it's you know the energy acceptance and giving that also feeds into meditation that also ultimately feeds into the mental health space and that's why i'm so happy i think over the pandemic so many people had to sit in their own minds right because they couldn't they didn't have the distraction of getting in a car and dealing with traffic or going to work and getting away from their spouse or you know not getting away from their home because they feel alone and not acknowledging that and so what is a symbol of the blue belt in general blue belt does not have a meaning i just made this up in the book that in my journey as a martial artist when i got to blue belt i'm a few years in now i'm running i want to take three classes in a row because i'm so in love with this this art and i'm feeling so good in my body but i started to also that's also when i realized that i needed to take better care of myself if i wanted to keep going at that level so that's when i changed my diet i gave up meat um and not that that's for everyone it just was my journey um i you know, I slept better. There was just things that I needed to do because I was on this kind of path to burnout at the time. I was going through charged emotions from a betrayal and, you know, all of this stuff happening and I was burning the candle at both ends. So I'd be on the mat and training clients out in the city for seven, seven clients a day, right? You know what that's like, like being on your feet all those hours and in and out of the subways. And then at night I would meet my girlfriends for wine and comfort food. And it was just, and then getting back up at 6 a.m. I was burning out and I had to like really stop and reprioritize. 
I'm yeah. having such a brain fart. What's the name of it again? The Art of Badassery. Unleash your mojo with Wisdom of the Dojo. All right. The Art of Badassery. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. So in the Art of Badassery, I think that when we talk about journey and people mm. wanting to go on a journey, especially through your words and through your inspiration and motivation, you know, where is this book going to take them? Like, what can they expect yeah. at the end of that journey? The Black Belt lesson is about taking the lead in life and essentially becoming a leader in your micro communities, but also in the bigger microcosm of the world, right? And mm. essentially becoming a better human, taking the leader, taking on leadership qualities that you want to possess, not what you think you should possess, um, and just being a better person in this world. So some of those lessons are like taking a stand. Again, the, the martial arts metaphor is we drill stances, horse stance, back stance, front stance. And these are positions that we put our bodies in to, and we drill over and over and over again, essentially to not get knocked down in the face of adversity, right? It's to feel grounded and purposeful and, and strong and powerful. So when you know what you stand for in life, when you know what your stances are, mm. you're not going to get knocked down by every troll, every hardship, everything, right, that, that's coming at you. Because it's like, okay, I know what I'm standing for. So when I got really clear that I stand for women's, the, the safety and empowerment of women everywhere, mm. when a troll says something on my, my social media, I'm like, huh, got it. Great, thanks for sharing. Next. And sometimes I do go back and stand up for myself and say something. A lot of times I don't. And I'll just brush it off because I'm really clear what I stand for. I and that. I know I'll make mistakes. And I'll know I'll say things that will upset people. If that, you know, And if that's not my intention, I'll clean it up. I'll do the work. But I, you have to get clear on what you stand for in this world. I, I kind of want to go back to... Not the foundation of what you do, but what I think is action oriented beyond reading, which is the self-defense part. Like kind of go back there. Do you have a success story that you can share with people? Because I think listening to you is really wonderful. And I think people reading your book is really great. If they got to be around you, I think it'd be even better. But I almost want a success story of so people can see how much you really change people's mindset to protect themselves. I read this somewhere recently that the best success story when it comes to safety and self-defense is nothing happened, right? Mm. So it's not, it's not exciting. It's not, <laughs> nothing happened, right? <laughs> So, um, so I do have a lot of stories like that where women will write to me and say, oh my God, I this one particular woman in, in New York City, she was on the subway and not only did she protect herself, she stood up for another woman and protected her from this guy who was harassing them, right? So, so that I thought was the coolest. So not only did, like I say, she stay safe, but... She was an awesome bystander, which is one of the lessons, too. But in general, like, I got a message today that brought me to just sobbing here because sometimes, again, when we're on social media and we're, we're teaching or we're, we're doing our best, sometimes you feel like, is this just gross? Is this self-promoting? Am I, you know, are these, like, am I going to turn 50 and still be doing TikTok videos, you know? <laughs> Sometimes I ask myself. But some, but some fly 50-year-old TikTokers out there. No, I, know. 
I know, I know, and not, and it's not anything against them. Sometimes I I ask myself that, but you know, I got a message today from a woman who said, "Please keep doing these videos. I do like a one move a day." Um, that that she was attacked brutally three times in one night, so she has PTSD from it, and just watching these videos make her feel stronger, remind her that she is no longer a victim. And she said, and I feel so good that today I might go outside for a walk. And I just thought, like, some people Aww. feel so unsafe in their in their worlds that they don't even feel safe going outside for a walk. And, and learning a self-defense move can make them feel more safe. So, again, it's so much less about the physical techniques and, you know, and all these... It's always men on my social media like that technique's not gonna work that'll never work you'll get killed and I'm just like dude you're missing the p- picture here these That's moves so make you feel powerful in your body and you feel more confident you walk differently in this world you feel more self-aware it's brilliant yeah because it's also body language when you think about it you know some of these these men that do attack women or you know, so I heard a story a little bit ago. I can't remember where, exactly what I was watching, but a woman was being followed in. Oh, it was on TikTok. <laughs> a woman was being followed in Target and she saw that a guy was checking her out. And she was basically like, you know, it doesn't creep me out when a guy checks me out. She's like, it creeps me out when they follow me and don't say anything. She's like, you know, had he come up to me and say, you know, hey, I think you're very attractive. Can I get your number? And they had an exchange. Cool. But she said he waited until she left the store and she got in the elevator in the parking garage. And Mm. that's when she he came, you know, to the to the door Mm. of the elevator. And, you know, luckily, I think she said she was like something around like six foot tall. So she wasn't like, you know, petite or small. So she was she did something to be able to push him away. But I say all that to say your body language you know, walking with confidence. And even though I'm a man, I'll say that Scott says that one of the things he loves about me is just how confident I am, like when I walk and all this stuff. So, you know, I think, yeah, bare minimum, what you do is really help people find confidence, change the way they present themselves when they don't need to present themselves or when they just are walking through the mall or the store is really great. Jennifer, yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. Go, 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 go. Oh, I'm going to say something well, important. That is the whole point of self-defense. And so there's the physical aspects that I hope no one ever has to use. But the mental part of self-defense, the ABCs, awareness, boundaries, communicating them powerfully, um, all the things you just mentioned is the first part of all my self-defense presentations. And those are the techniques that people can use every single day. You literally just answered how do you trust and believe in your ability to defend yourself? And that was just it, the ABCs. I will also say men out there, especially the ones that go to Jen's pages and comments, comment that doesn't work. I'm like, that's bullshit because half of y'all, probably 75% of you don't know how to fight anyway. You probably just swing your arms or swing your testosterone around like that's really going to do something. So I can promise you that if you were to take one of Jen's courses and another person who's stronger than you, came after you and you use this technique number one it probably wouldn't happen because you would have more confidence and number two if you didn't need to use it it would work so don't go to her page coming for her i know she sometimes will let these comments go but i'm not that one bitch back up 
Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on. Oh my goodness, you just really lifted my spirits. I had, I've, I've had such a great day, and you are a part of that process. Thank so thank you so much. Any final words for my Trust and Believe listeners? For everyone listening, I just want to remind you, because I know you know this already, but I just want to remind you that all the power that you need to live your most badass life is already within you, and you just have to remember that it's there and and practice tapping into it every single day, and always trust and believe in who you are. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.